All right, we are live. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode 140. Um, we're going to have Zeke on here with us later. He's working on getting connected now. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the uptick in engagement with TikTok and YouTube shorts and uh, some of the content we've done over the last couple of weeks has, has spurred a lot of questions now. I'm going to put this out here that if you're listening, um, there's some responsibility that falls on you to do a, you know, five minutes worth of research before you start going into the comment section, wanting us to answer all your question or sending emails. Um, you know, we've done 140 episodes. Um, so a lot of your questions can be answered by just watching the podcast. Um, there's a theme uh, that's that's happening with um, the content and especially the story of Zeke's truck. Um, you know, you have you kind of have your typical troll, right? But you also have um, people asking questions and they're and they're disbelieving. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much more simple i could have broken it down in the video uh that explains everything about zeke's truck um but uh you know we had a guy make a video um that's got some channel and uh he says uh you know well i, I just don't believe your numbers you know um when we say $315,000 gross in that truck from July of 21 to July of 22, um, they're like, oh, well, is that before Landstar's cut? Because everybody's obsessed. Well, what about Landstar's cut? They're, they're taking money. So first, they don't even understand, set aside Landstar. They don't understand any carrier contract. Any carrier you lease to is going to have a contract similar to Landstar's. The contract at Anderson Trucking Service was almost identical, except it was 67 instead of 65. Um, and then this one guy was just blown away by the fuel. He's like, well, yeah, uh, you know, because that said, $62,000 and so in fuel and 122,000 miles and he's and 7.25 miles a gallon. He's like, well, that's, that's, that's less than $4 a gallon. So we're going to break some of this stuff down um, with the numbers guy because uh, this stuff is not all that complicated. Now, if you don't kind of understand the vocabulary that we're talking about, if you don't understand the nature of that Landstar contract, number one, Landstar gives us 65% of their money. They don't take 35% of ours. The fuel surcharge the fuel discounts are incredible. And then we also had drivers in this particular truck that got good fuel mileage. Now, another theme that came up was why would Zeke, uh, almost the same as, well, why do you give 35% to Lancer? Why is Zeke giving, letting us make this profit when he could do it himself? All right. And, um, so he's here and so we're going to bring him on so we can kind of have this conversation, uh, all together 
and he can explain his side and we can explain our side. And so you can fully understand what that relationship is with the truck owner. Now, I got one disclaimer I got to put out here, okay? For those of you that are savvy and see the story of Zeke's truck and understand that opportunity, please understand that, one, this opportunity to lease a truck onto us is very limited. We're not going to take just any truck. We're not going to take just any owner. Our entire model is built up around building these people up from the inside, taking them through the program and building them up into truck owners that way. So I need you to understand that while you can certainly see the dollar signs and we have proven that the model works just because you have a truck does not mean we're going to take it. We're, we're only going to take people um, that we believe have the, the right attitude and, and outlook to do this. Um, but if you're a driver and you're interested in being an owner operator, you really need to pay attention to this because what we're showing here with the example of Zeke's Zeke's truck and others is that a person could have bought the exact same truck that Zeke did, did all the exact same stuff that Zeke did and made $180,000 plus net profit. Now, I know there's a bunch of y'all that don't seem to understand what the word profit means. Profit means after all expenses are paid. There's nothing else coming out of that other than you have to pay taxes on your gain. But that's not an expense. The insurance has been paid. The fuel has been paid. The driver has been paid. The Landstar has been Everything has been paid. That's why it's called profit. So. You let me, yeah, a lot. First of all, let me correct this problem. Hold up. Your, your audio is way messed up. I can barely mm-hmm. hear you. What happened? I didn't do anything to it. Huh. Well, I thought we had exercised all of the demons the last time. I don't, Everything was working perfectly until we went. <clears throat> I haven't touched a thing since we talked before the show. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to keep talking. I want you to unplug your audio device and plug it back in and try that. Um, <clears throat> Purple Yeti. <laughs> Production value is going up. Yeah. Until we both started trying to talk. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He's, you're saying that you guys can hear Larry, but I can't? Is that what's happening right now? Who's very loud, John? Larry said, well, of course he does. All right, are you there? Unmute yourself. Check one, check one. Okay. Well, they say they can hear you, so it must have been a problem with my... Okay. Sorry, that was me. All right, why don't you go ahead and then check, check, and then check. we'll bring bring Zeke in. Are you good, Larry? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> check, check. Can you hear me now? Yep. Is that better. <clears throat> 
Uh, yeah. Well, now they're now they're saying you're too low. Check, 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 check. Tap on your mic. Okay. Yep, it's your mic. Mike. <clears throat> okay. It must have been me. Sorry about that. Uh, now some are saying your mic gain is too high. Maybe I wish this, this system would give us the ability to hear what the audience hears, but I can only hear what's coming through my computer and he can only hear what he's coming through. You guys can hear basically. So if we're out of whack, I can't tell. There's no way for me to monitor. Um, Somebody give me a check right now. Now that sounded very good to me. Okay, I got a good now. Okay. I got a good now. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So before we bring Zeke in, you have things you'd like to add to that? Well, first of all, I want, I want to address this word profit that you explained a while ago because you really didn't get it right either. So profit is what is passed from the company to the individual. Okay. Profit is what the business makes after all expenses are paid. And that profit then is handed off to whoever owns the business, whether it be an individual, whether it be a, a corporation of stockholders. That's what profit is. It's what's left over after running a business and taking all the, all the revenue and all the expenses. What's left is profit. Profit in except a C corporation is non-taxable. There's no tax on profit. The tax is on the income that the profit is distributed to. So let's, let's make sure we got that correct. Because one thing I notice about most people who comment about what we do is they have no idea of what they're talking about to begin with. <clears throat> so let's, let's clear that up. Now, the next thing I want to address is... Um, I don't think that everybody understands why this video was created that you're talking about, the one with Zeke's truck. And um, I don't know that I know for sure, but I'm going to speculate what I think is going on here and why we're doing it. And that is that <clears throat> I think we may have, have, have uh, referred to this last week, but there were a couple of articles that were published that were talking about how all that a couple of people made um, a significant amount of money, but they only ended up with a small amount of money after it's all said and done. There was a Correct. couple of examples where people made 300000 or 500000 and they end up taking home sixty or seventy. And we were trying to explain, or you were trying to explain, that there, there is a model that's different than that that allows you to spend a lot less money up front but make mm -hmm. a lot more money on the back end. And you use Zeke's truck as an example. Yeah. Now I think the misunderstanding here is twofold. Number one, first of all, let me, let me, let me be very explicit about something here. We are not trying to recruit truck owners. We are right. not trying to recruit investors. We are not trying to convince anybody to do our business model. Okay, what we do is for informational purposes only because people have expressed an interest in what we do. And, and while and while we're so wildly different than everybody else, and this is what we're trying to explain. At no point in time.
Do we ever try to coerce anyone else to do this business model? Okay. Unless they're having issues and they want to know what we're doing to help improve theirs. But this interpretation that we people get out there that we're trying to beat people, we're trying to beat this into people as being the only way to do business. This is the farthest thing from the truth that, that was ever said. Okay. Right. So let's, let's clarify that. All right. Um, we, we, we do not want your truck. 99% of you, a hundred percent of it. We do not want as an investor. Okay. Um, what we do want is for people who want to understand how to buy their first truck and go into this business the first time as a brand new owner operator, how not to do what these other people were doing and, and bringing in five and $600,000 and go walking home with $60,000. Okay. There's the example is each truck is again, is not to try to show, you know, um, the the the, uh, the the breakdown of the money, we just tried to show you that you can take an older truck mm-hmm. and you can make a lot of money out of it. Now, this other, this guy you're talking to, there's so many things about this that he doesn't understand. Okay. So many things. First of all, he has no, he has no clue how Landstar works and most people don't. Uh, you know, that, that was the first thing I tried to know because he's trying to analyze everything. He's trying to find the gotcha. Okay. Um, and and I, I don't know, I, I, I have so much stuff to do that, that is, that is, um, that is, um, uh, what's the word I want to use, uh, productive that I I find this to, first of all, I find this to be a complete waste of my time, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I, I'm not going to subject my, my business model out there for some other numb nut to analyze it when he doesn't even know what the carrier is that we lease to, you know, the very first thing he seized on when you, when you made your comments back to him was the wide base singles. And you know what the very first thing he said about that was the same thing. Every truck driver says about it. Well, let me tell you about wide base singles. When you blow on nothing, you blow the wheel. And when you blow the wheel, you can't limp back in. That was his, that was his analytical comment. So we're going to take a guy who that's the best he can come with and place any value at all. I mean, anything else that he commented, you know, no thanks. But anyway, you go ahead and I'll jump in when I feel like it's necessary. Well, the, this is this, look, like I said, since these videos um, have come out, um, there is a general thread and a general theme in um, that shows that, number one, that basic misunderstanding of how the trucking industry works. That's one. A basic misunderstanding of how business and economics work, right? Because business and economics don't work um, the way you think they should. Business uh, and economics don't work how you want them to. They work how they work. Supply and demand sets rates, not agents, not brokers, not the boogeyman, not the president, not Congress. Too many trucks, not enough loads, rates go down. Too many loads, not enough trucks, rates go up, period. So if you want to live in the boogeyman world, and that's where a lot of this, this attitude comes from, not from any one person. This is a general theme throughout everything. And you get to see it when you roll through the comment sections. 
is that uh, we must be making it up, right? Because yeah, which it's, I unbelievable. it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know what our motivation is to make it up. All we're doing is taking, uh, all we're doing is taking the um, numbers from our QuickBooks, which we put, you know, when we have an orientation, we put it up on the screen so our driver. Uh, candidates, our program participants can see every single dime where everything goes. Well, here's the fascinating thing, but when you, when you look at QuickBooks, there's a whole lot less lines for income than there are for expenses, right? There's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of different categories for expenses and just a few lines for income because there's only so much you can do to bring in income. But boy, there's a whole lot of room down there in the expenses that you can work on. And that's what we teach here is how to minimize those expenses, maximize revenue, which increases the spread, increases the profit. Now, um, uh, so anyway, um, I'm going to get Zeke in here so we can talk about this because I think this is where we're going to um, be able to, to give that third perspective there and why we want the, the driver candidate, the person that wants to be that owner operator that has a business that survives more than two years, um, can see how all of this goes. So Zeke, you got your ears on. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Okay. Got you loud and clear. Go ahead. Now, one of the one of the threads that came up through a bunch of different comments, and you even had a couple of, of TikTok people that were going back and forth with you and Vanessa, was, well, Zeke, look at all this money they made. And they made some, and you made some, and the driver made some. Why would you let Blue Ribbon get involved in your business? And why would you, um, why would you do this? So... Now that all three of us are here and we're not we're not segregated off their TikTok, why don't you talk a little bit about why you would do this, um, and and how? I, I need that Leonardo DiCaprio filter with the, the uh oh dollar bills where he's wiping the tears away, <laughs> like like these these guys are wanting to tell me um, how how terrible it is that. <clears throat> that I'm making money sitting here at the house or sitting at the hospital with my daughter or out doing whatever. I didn't book a single load. I didn't have to go to hire a driver. Um, I didn't have to take a phone call from a driver who's trying to get home or, or belly aching about anything. <clears throat> uh, I literally signed a contract with blue ribbon saying, uh, uh, lease your revenue and hand, handed you guys the keys and every week Larry sends me a, 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 sh a sheet about this long I don't know how he crams it all into one page one Excel page with every line every load every every toll every receipt it's all on there um, and the trucks made consistently almost a thousand dollars a week for me on top of the right. driver, on top of the fuel, on top of your alls, on top of the land <clears throat> stars. So, uh, so I find it so, amusing that, that – go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I'll, I'll wait till you pause. Go ahead. I find it amusing that, that people want to tell me how bad of a deal I have. Well, let let me. Really this is it's this is something else that I wanted to, that I wanted to address um, last week and forgot completely forgot about. It. As soon as we quit, I looked at my notes and saw it. But the thing that everybody, um, I think, forgets to think about whenever they talk about why why would you let us run this truck for you? Why would why wouldn't you hire your own driver, answer the phone yourself, and make all the money? So let me let me go back to how and, and for those of you that don't know, and, and I see some new names on here, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson here. Um, we're going to small fleet lease to Landstar. At the time I started this business, I owned five trucks, um, still own three of them. And um, we are our, our, uh, the popularity of our of our program was growing at a pace faster than I was able to go out and find and buy and get trucks ready to go. And I kept noticing on all the Landstar pages how everybody who had more than one truck was advertising for drivers constantly and still do, by the way, every day. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I sort of just got thinking one night, you know, I need, I've got drivers and don't have trucks. The rest of the world's got trucks and no drivers. Uh, why don't I try to put something together where we can help each other? And so I ran a little ad over the weekend just to BCOs who have more than one truck. And I offered that very thing. Hey, obviously you can't keep drivers because you're always advertising for them. Uh, and you probably don't understand the uh, HR or the people business why you can't keep a driver. And we've got them, but I could use some trucks. And so we had a response. We had four different people that we decided to, to uh, let come in the business. So we brought four trucks that aren't, weren't ours in and basically doubled the size of our fleet over the course of a week or two, which allowed us to get that many more people in the program. So that worked so well that we just continued that. And to this day, we still have a handful of trucks who people that have contacted us and we have, you know, determined through walk, working with them that they are fit in our program. Uh, and so now we have even more than, than those four trucks. We have some owners that have multiple trucks here, you know? Um, so that's, that's how it evolved. It, and, and it evolved because, let me remind you, it evolved because these people had trucks that are sitting in the weeds because they couldn't keep drivers in them. And, and as we speak, I, could, I can go through here and find you hundreds of ads in all the Facebook groups for Landstar who are looking for a driver. Okay? So it, the, the presumption that everybody's going to add a second truck and just throw a driver in it and go make money. That obviously is not coming to fruition because that wasn't what's happening and still isn't happening. You know, when we, when people contact us and ask us for advice about adding a truck, the number one thing I asked them is where are you going to get a driver? You know, and when you get one of them, how are you going to treat them? Okay. So it, 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 we provide the service that most everybody else has trouble providing. 
and that is a a a a a, a, a list, a, a continual list of of people who want to be in the program, that are that have been highly vetted, and that um, you know, in a program like ours where we pay them properly, and do everything above the board, including paying their workers' comp and paying their unemployment and all the things that good citizens are supposed to do, okay? <clears throat> and so that's, that's, what, that's what we provide Zeke. It, yeah, Zeke could pick up a phone and book some loads, but how much trouble is it for Zeke to have payroll for one driver and do all the things correctly for one driver where for us it's just one more truck? And, and so it, the, there's an economy of scale there that makes sense for both him and us. That's how this got started. That's the, that's the value that we add to the relationship. It's not that you guys can't go buy a truck and put a driver in. By God, people do it all the time. The problem is everybody bitches about not being able to find and keep drivers. I saw a Landstar fleet owner just today do a, a long video about how to treat drivers right. Now, I thought I kind of chuckled at him because I know who he is, but uh, I thought it was kind of rich for him to be making that video. But regardless of the fact, that's the problem. That's the number one problem in trucking is driver retention. The industry has a 100% turnover rate. Okay? So that's the reason why this is the win-win for a truck owner who has every bit the ability to p answer a phone and hire a driver, but does it make sense to do it whenever that's what we do? And, and, and everybody, well, how do you get your drivers? Well, we get our drivers because about two years ago, we started this little thing called a podcast and we're now we're up to uh, episode 140 and we have lots of followers and we have, this attracts lots of people. Now we don't obviously hire all of them, we pick and choose the ones we want from this, but that's the advantage that we bring. And then we bring the advantage of knowing how to run HR, knowing how to do this thing correctly and having the program set up so that, you know, we, we, and, and we, a lot of people don't understand this when we say we don't hire truck drivers. Let, let me explain that to you because that got, that got kicked around today a little bit too. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't want, somebody to come here and retire. We don't, we don't have a job here where you're going to come and drive a truck for a long length of time. And you're going to, you know, that, that's not what we want here. You're here. You're, you're, we offer a, a, a relatively short program year and a half or so to come here and drive one of our trucks and act like it's yours so that you can learn through transparency, what it's like to be an owner operator at Landstar. And what all the things are that are going to happen to you every day that you don't even have any idea they are going to happen. And then after a while, you've accomplished, you, you, you've, you've learned the skills. You've learned how to solve the problems. You've learned how to navigate Landstar. You've learned how to do $500,000 worth of volume on the spot market at Landstar in a door swinging van. Okay. Yep. You'll learn how to do that because that's what we do. It's what we do every day, all day for multiple trucks. So after a period of time, you can then take the knowledge that you got here and then we'll go help you find that right truck so you don't make the mistake that everybody else does, okay? And then you can buy your own truck and do your own thing. 
That's what we, when we say we don't hire truck drivers, that's what we mean. It doesn't mean we're not going to pay you. It means you're not here to drive a truck. You're here to learn how to be in business for yourself. Because 90% of the people who do this for the first time fail. And the majority of those who fail didn't fail because they couldn't hit a dock. They fail because they have no idea what profit is, nor how to find it. Okay. And that's what we teach here. So Zeke, I want to jump in. I want to jump in on your historical note because in, in late 2020, when he came to me with this idea about the truck owners, I thought it was terrible, <laughs> which is why I'm the truck driver and he's the business guy. Right. I thought, I'm like, dude, how, how in the world can we afford to split the profit with a truck that we don't own? How's anybody going to make any money? And he broke it down for me. I'm like, okay. I mean, I looked at the numbers and I'm like, okay. I mean, well, obviously we have proven it, that it works. Um, Phil's made good money. Zeke's made good money. Uh, we've got one guy right now, you know, that's really happy because he's got a great driver. He's pulling a Conestoga, which the Conestoga is still rocking right now. Did a $13,000 week this week. Um, but, uh, and, and there's a bunch of y'all arguing a bunch of nonsense in the comment sections when y'all have, you're like the little kid that's in the back seat in church, you know, that's calling when you should be listening to the preacher. Um, so y'all need to stop all this nonsense in the comment section. Um, but it, 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 Larry sees opportunities because he's business minded. Does he care about Chrome? No. Does he care about what he looks like at a stop stop stoplight in the truck? No. Does he care what you think? No. He's thinking about business and business is how much we make and how much we spend and how much we profit. And we're focused on that not on double and triple brokering. Who cares? I don't care. If I got a Raycon in my hand and it's going to pay me, I don't, it, the some bitch could have been brokered six times. I don't give a damn. Um, but while we've got Zeke here, let's wind back to him. Um, as we were in, so we, we brought the first trucks in, we brought four trucks in, in November. Is that right? Four. Yeah. Yes. Four trucks in November of 2020. In addition to the five that we owned. In addition to the five. And Zeke at this time, and of course, 2020 happens. And um, Zeke makes some good decisions throughout 2020 in crypto and made some gains. And as 2021 comes around, he says, well, I've got this money. I like what you guys are doing. By the way, Zeke is my best friend. All right. We are practically brothers. Um, and, but Zeke has a family, young kids, and just his home life does not allow for him to be OTR. It's just an absolute off the table. Okay. So he's got to be home. So he has a home everyday job in the trucking industry. All right. So, um, he sees the opportunity throughout 2020 because we're talking all the time and I'm telling him what we're doing. And he says, okay, well, I've got some money to invest. How do you think I should do it? So we talk back and forth 
And then why don't you pick it up? What probably, cause you bought the truck in February of 21, right? See? Yeah. Somewhere early 2021. All right. So Can we've been me? talking about this for months. So you finally decided to pull the trigger. Why don't you take a little bit of the story from there? Yeah. So I, I've been looking and looking and looking for trucks on Facebook marketplace and talked to a couple people, took Cara with me several times to go look at several different trucks that did not pan out. <clears throat> and then, uh, finally found one that I pulled the trigger on, um, I th which I think we've done at least one other video on it. Right. On the truck itself. But, um, right. you know, the business side of it, I was pretty confident in, and I basically took the numbers you gave me and that Larry gave me what you all were doing. And I cut them in half. And I said, if I only made half that, would I be happy with it? And I would. <clears throat> and, and I am. So, uh, went ahead with that. I mean, this has been a learning experience for me. Also, um, I had to go and get, <clears throat> uh, uh, get online and sign up and create an LLC, created a, a business email account and a whole bunch of other very boring things that were, uh, like pulling my hair out doing now that they're done, I don't have to worry about them. And, and, and it, I'm glad I did them. But, um, at the time <clears throat> it was an experience. It was new. I was learning and, um, you know, I made a few phone calls to you and calls to Larry. Hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? And, um, got it, got it set up. So uh, I know one of the things was like, well, you made, uh, you know, we paid you 55, you had 10 out of that. Uh, so that left 45, you had an initial investment of 40. So that left you 5,000, but I mean, you're clear at that point, right? You're, you're, um, you, you've gotten your investment back at that point, right? And then now as you go forward, you're, you're building, you're still building value throughout the process. Right. S startup cost, I think is the word, you're, the phrase you're looking for or, uh, upfront capital, whatever you want to call it. Um, I took, you know, roughly $40,000 to get it on the road and make it money. Um, since then it has recouped a little bit more than that. So I'm, I'm at least even, and I also have a truck that's still on the road and has no signs of slowing down. I got an oil sample three or four days ago, you know, doing great. It's not using any yeah, oil. It's we have not a, got any weird... We have a truck with 1.3 million miles on it. It doesn't use enough oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're we're, having, a lot of we're having to dump a couple of gallons out to get some. Yeah. Yeah. We're having to dump a couple of gallons out to get some makeup oil in it because it's so tight. It won't use any oil. So, uh, uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, while you guys are talking, I'm gonna look up the lifetime fuel mileage on that truck because we also were told that a, 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 a old freight line with a million miles could not possibly get seven plus miles per gallon. So I'm going to go, we, we track every fuel up of every truck, every fuel. So while you guys are talking, I'm going to go dig up the lifetime fuel, uh, mileage on your truck. Is it go right ahead guys? So, you know, I, I've seen, well, I see a comment here somewhere, something about, you know, about being the outlier. Y'all, 
That's the point. Be the yeah, outlier. That's what you want to be. Be the outlier, right? And and listen, I, what here's what's funny, right? We're doing this with General Freight. Probably, I don't know, 30% hazmat, maybe 40%, 50 I, I don't know. I don't track hazmat. I track every damn thing else. I don't track if we're hazmat or not, okay? But in the hottest market in trucking history, okay, um, we did, your truck did about $450,000 gross before Landstar got their cut. Three hundred and fifteen thousand to the truck in what you know what you would call ten ninety nine revenue or whatever. Uh, we spent sixty two thousand dollars in fuel. We paid the driver ninety thousand. Uh, we paid all of the insurance and all that stuff. Now, when you're looking at say our fuel expenditure, okay, which was like we said in the video, eighteen percent of revenue, which is fantastic by any measure. Okay, well, two things. When you're leased to Landstar, you get access to Landstar's fuel discount, which is better than anybody. Larry went and met with Nastic one time, and they were like, well, who are you with? And then he's like, Landstar. And they're like, well, never mind. We can't touch Landstar's discounts, okay? So we get access to Landstar's discounts, which are phenomenal. And right now, everybody's losing their mind on Facebook right now, putting up screenshots from um, Landstar 1 at, like, California was like a dollar seventy four per gallon discount, you know. Now, here's the other thing. Because we understand IFTA and how to buy fuel properly, we buy even cheaper fuel because we're paying attention to the cost of the fuel, not getting distracted by IFTA. All right. So, yes, our fuel numbers are fantastic, and again. Please, drivers, truck drivers, in the sound of my voice, please listen. This truck got that good fuel mileage because it had two great drivers in it, okay? It, one guy drove it, I think William drove it for, what, 10 months or something, and then Christian got in it, okay? But William was the undisputed champion. Y'all, he got seven-plus miles per gallon out of a classic Freightliner with a 12.7 Detroit 13-speed, 373s, pulling a Conestoga, okay? Long, He's, long nose, long hood. Long hood, nothing aerodynamic about that truck. He got over seven miles a gallon average in that classic because he's the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world when it comes to fuel mileage. Now, had a lead foot been in that truck and got seven or six, seven, five, and we've seen that because drivers, you can pretend all day long that you don't have anything to do with fuel mileage and it's horse shit. Okay, the driver is 35% of that fuel mileage number. All right, so 35% of 7.25, 7.25 times point, uh, using the BSC 9000. While, I mean, you're doing, while you're doing that, the lifetime fuel average for that truck is 7.25. Nice. And that's over That's over 250 Phillips. And what's the total mileage on that? Uh, hang on. Total miles. It shows total miles, doesn't it? Track. Uh, yeah. Let me look here. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, 157,128. And what's the fuel cost per mile? Uh, 54 cents. 54 cents. So that's from the time we put it in service to now. To December okay. 5th. 
to the well, it's saying December fifth. That's tomorrow. So right. yeah, it's current. It's up to because I I put all the data entry in today, so it's it's current through in the morning. So yeah, so fifty seven cents per mile. Fifty four cents per mile. I'm sorry, fifty four cents per mile. Right? right, and the fuel surcharge we're getting this week is sixty nine. 67. 67. Okay. Yeah. So y'all think about that. We're making 13 cents per mile on the fuel surcharge with that truck because of Landstar's discounts, drivers getting good fuel mileage and driving the truck correctly, and the investments that Zeke made by not putting junk tires on it, doing the Pittsburgh power modifications, putting an OPS on it, putting a fleet air filter, putting a muffler on it, running full synthetic 5W40 oil. Had we not done that, this truck would be getting five and a half. Now, right? I, I want to make another point here because I know this Go is ahead. going to come up. I'm going to know mm -hmm. it's going to come up, okay? Um, uh, how can I make the banners come up? The banners. Make the, make the oh. sponsor banner come up. Oh, um, under brand. Okay. Like that. All right. So let me, I want to make this point because I know what's going to happen here. Yes, we use these products here in every one of our trucks. But let me explain the, the evolution of that. I started using these products in 2009 when I fought, bought my first truck. Okay. When they found out that we had a podcast, uh, hadn't, it's been six months now, six months ago, they mm -hmm. found out we had a podcast. They asked to be a par part of the podcast. Because they knew that what we were talking about, the products and promoting them organically. So I just want to make sure you understand that we're not using their products because they're paying us. They're paying us because we use their products. Okay? Correct. All right. Um, let's see. Where's the, uh, I'm going to put this comment. Tommy, I'm filtered. You will more than likely never do those gross numbers again, but I hope you do. Okay. Well, I did some calculating today. And we've already talked about, uh, well, back up. So throughout all of 2022, our weekly goal for gross revenue before Landstar's cut, gross revenue was $10,000 a week. All right. And you said we've done 87%. Yes. So we've achieved 87% of that goal, which means we've done 8,700, not 10,000. Okay. So, we're going to adjust given the market's changing and, and rates are cooling down. And by the way, at four trucks last week, do over 10,000. One of them did 13.8. Um, but we're going to adjust that down to 8,000 for 2023. All right. In 2020, it was 6,500 a week. It came up to 10,000 in 2022. We're going to adjust that down to 8,000. If we only do that 87% of 8,000 next year, Zeke's truck should be projected to do 350,000 gross, not 450,000 gross. And the truck should still make 250 to $275,000 net to the truck. We're still probably going to pay the driver 80, 90 grand, 75 to 85, probably. Zeke's still going to make money. We're still going to make money and the driver's still going to make money. That's the big picture here. It's not about rattling our sabers to say, look at how much money we make. My God, in 21 and 22, you could fall off a log and make money. You could be brain damaged and make money as evidenced by most of the people in the trucking industry right now. Okay. The point is, can you survive when it drops? 
We 100% can. Our cost per mile right now to operate a truck is $1.35. As the fuel comes down, that number will come down and probably could get close to a buck five, buck ten. Oh, and by the way, that buck thirty-five includes the driver and the truck owner. Yep. Okay. So I don't think rates are going to come down to a buck fifty. Okay. It's going to get ugly. You know, the probably first quarter. Uh, and half a second quarter is going to be nasty. But we're all still going to make money. Now, if you've got your 2019 and 2020 and I've got a new truck and it's not going to break down like your POS, okay, well, get back to me at about second quarter of 2023 and just let me know if you're still in business because we will be 100%. Zeke's going to make money. I'm going to make money. Larry's going to make money. The driver's going to make money. Everybody's going to make money. Our drivers are all paid on a W-2 properly, as they should be. Um, all their taxes are taken out. We don't run one of these chicken shit outfits that we convince drivers to, to get on 1099 so, we can, so they can pay part of our taxes. We actually have a legitimate business here. And that's what you have to understand about Larry. Larry's a businessman, okay? He was a businessman long before he came into trucking. And Tommy, I want you to hear this part real loud. The reason that I do this, I'm going to speak 100% solely for me, is because I don't want any, I understand the desire and the, and the, the will and the, the, the want to be self-employed to own your life. I don't ever want anybody to go through what I did. I'm not going to wish that on my worst enemy. Okay. Because if you do trucking wrong, it will destroy you. If you do it right, it'll make you a millionaire because I failed. I went through the darkest, darkest time. Zeke, whew, Zeke was there for every minute of it and he can testify on it okay it was hell on earth and i would not wish that on anybody but i had to finally look at it and say guess whose fault it was it was mine i couldn't blame it on trump i couldn't blame it on obama i couldn't blame it on landstar i couldn't blame it on the agents or the brokers or somebody triple dipple dip it was me so we created this program together I mean, I don't get much credit because he's the business guy. I'm the fleet manager, but that's why we do this, okay? And the reason that we have the numbers that we do is because he knows how to teach us to maximize revenue and minimize expenses. And the result is what you see here. All these people, Zeke and us and the drivers, but it's hard. It's difficult. So um, Zeke's got a shot. He Zeke's the only one here that actually has to work for a living. So we probably ought to let him go. Um, so you got anything else you want to add to this? Uh, I was going to just throw out. Um, there was one other thing on one of those videos that you guys are referring to, or a fellow was asking, well, was this truck running 52 weeks straight? Did it not take any time off? Um, did the driver get to ever go home? Uh, yes, the driver went home. The truck had a few breakdowns. Um, 
it was down maybe three weeks, four weeks out of the whole 12 months. Um, <clears throat> but I, I tell you what it didn't have to do. It didn't have to sit at a dealership waiting on uh, back-ordered parts. Uh, and it didn't have to wait on a DPF. Didn't have anything like that. But um, anyway, Larry, appreciate your uh, your uh, partnership. Do this one real quick. Appreciate do your this, hard work. Do this uh, question real quick because that'll be a good. Every day know. has has Zeke ever thought about buying a second truck? Every day. Um, <clears throat> I'll I'll definitely be buying another one or three or four or five. Nice. All right, man. Get some sleep. Go haul some fuel tomorrow. You bet. We'll talk to you guys later. See you. <clears throat> well, I um, I don't. Uh, I just want you to know that I appreciate you. You, you I give you all the credit. Um, it's true that I had this business ongoing when I found you, but you've heard me say this and probably most of the people here, I was so aggravated and frustrated putting up with truck drivers that I was on my way out. <laughs> I had four, I had four trucks. Um, three of them were sold to drivers and the other one I couldn't sell to anybody because it was a Mercedes Benz with one. He tried to sell, he tried to sell it to me in the interview and I told him keep it. <laughs> So, uh, if not for you, I would have already been gone. This would never have happened because you gave me, um, the, um, I guess the, 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 uh, the reassurance that there were people out there that really wanted to learn and, um, boy, I sure was having a hard time finding them. And, um, and then, of course, it just it just it just came together. You know, you were already doing the podcast when you found me, and you know, you were chronicling your journeys through, you know, your experiences. And um, I um, I kind of poo pooed on that, and uh, <laughs> still do occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think I don't think either of us realized that the podcast would end up being what it is, and no, and would be you know uh, the marketing. Uh, arm of, of what we do, even though we do have to occasionally have to, you know, educate the trolls, but, uh, and, and that's fine. I mean, you know, but let me, let me restate number one, first of all, I want, I want to reassure you that, um, I'm sure everybody around knows that you're a big part of this. And, and, um, even though you don't have the you know, the 46 years of business experience, you've got 25 years of trucking experience. And, and after all, that's what makes our one, two punch so effective is that we have experience in the skill and all the skill sets that are required and what you don't have, I do. And what I don't have, you do. So we have each other's backs. So, and that's, that's way more valuable than either one of us having all the sets. So I just want to say that for everybody. Now, uh, remember, um, that, um, I, you know, I, the one thing I don't like about podcasts or I particularly don't like about TikTok is that I am by nature as am a very private person, you know, um, Chris, uh, smartly shields me from most, um, comments, especially ones that are confrontational, um, because I take it personally. 
um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't appreciate, um, being slandered. I don't appreciate being subjected to, uh, your, uh, uh, analysis when your analysis is not based in fact. Um, I don't typically do that to other people. Um, I'm very good at doing my research and, uh, I'll, all I ask is that, is I get the same, um, from you, you know, you don't have to agree with what we say. Uh, and I don't really care if you do or not, honestly. Uh, again, we're not, we, we, we have at the, at the most, we have 14 trucks. Okay. I don't, I don't need 140 people. I don't need truck, uh, uh, uh owners. I don't, I don't want investors will not take investors. Right. Um, you know, we, we occasionally have turnover like everybody does and we occasionally need drivers. That's all I really care about. Everything else to me doesn't matter. You, you know, we're, we have no motivation to put numbers out that aren't true we're, because what we, we're not trying to recruit you. Okay. Um, the, we're the trying numbers, to inspire you, the numbers that we put out are from our experience. Okay. We just try to explain to you, there's a different way of doing business than what most people in trucking do. And even know. um, there's so much misinformation. There's so many myths. There's mm-hmm. so many wives tales. There's so many truck stop lawyer bullshit. You know, I, I just, I don't participate in it. I don't, I, I don't even, I don't listen to it. I ignore it. You know, uh, anything that I've told you is, is because we have, we have the facts to back it up. You know, uh, the, the products that we promote, it's not because people pay us to do it. It's because I've used those products. You know, I have found that they have either worked or not worked. And so we, we don't, we're not for sale. You know, you can't come on here and, and tell us about your coffee and expect us to advertise it for you. We won't do that. Okay. You can't come on here and tell us about your fuel card and expect us to tell. We're not going to do that. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, that's, that's just not how we are here. All right. And, uh, and, uh, if, if the, the only thing I care about is if you want to learn how to do this business correctly and you're a first time buy, you're, you're thinking about buying your first truck or you've bought your first truck and it didn't work out and you want to understand how to do it this time with minimal risk so that when the market changes like it did right now, you're not, you know, on Facebook complaining about the rates and the fuel. Listen, we talked to a well, well, well finance fleet last week. Okay. Paid cash for three almost brand new trucks. All right. Mm-hmm. They are, and, and, and that none, they were not, they, they were new to the trucking industry. Like everybody, they mm-hmm. jumped on board last year because you couldn't, you could do anything last year and make money in trucking. The, the most ignorant person that ever walked the face of the earth can make a profit in trucking last year. He might not know how, but he could have done it. Okay. Right. But that doesn't work this time. That doesn't work now. Okay. Because what we're doing now is more normal than what we did last year. And, and that, and you can't come in and buy stock at the top of the market and expect to make money with it when it, when it falls. And the same thing goes for buying trucks and, and starting a trucking business. All right. We do things that work all the time. And when, when things are really, really good, 
if you'll keep working, you'll make lots of money and you'll put a lot of it in the bank so that when things get a little bit rough, like they are right now, you're not out here freaking out, you know, and talking about double brokering and triple brokering and all this shit that doesn't really matter. You nope. know, that's just smoke and mirrors, you know? Um, now the one thing that we should, you know, cause we've said this many times when the market is up, like it was the last couple years, um, that's when you should be out. You should be on the road, not at home. That's, that's when you should go out and make that $180,000 because, it, you're 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 going to get into the 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 real market, the normal market, and it goes down, and you're gonna wish like hell that you had gone out for that two years and made three hundred fifty or three hundred seventy five thousand uh, dollars over that two years. Because what if that's the difference between you surviving the downtime, right? But most drivers, you know, or owner operators are on a damn near retirement plan, and they're like, well, hell. <clears throat> we're paying $8 a mile. That means I only have to run 400 miles this week. No, 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 no. That means you need to run 3000 miles this week, get off your ass and get to work and build your business up so that it survives. But you can't, you know, and but y'all have literally seen comments on social media when the rates went up to five, six, $7 a mile. They said, Oh, thank God. We're finally getting what we're worth. I'm like, you ain't worth a plug nickel. You're not worth $5 a mile. The market happened to be at $5 a mile because of chaos. You know? Uh, no, yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, the, the, one thing, the, the one thing about being in business is, it, that, <laughs> is this. <clears throat> you get paid exactly what you're worth. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's the one truth about being in business. Assuming that there's no um, government subsidy. Okay. You get paid exactly what you're worth because that's what the, that's what the free market does. It pays you what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> a lot of truck drivers don't want to hear that because, because I bought a truck and because I'm in business, I'm entitled to a fair wage. Well, I got news for you. Sorry, but you're not, you're entitled to come out here and try to make a living competing with everybody else. I love this brotherhood. That everybody talks about brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> I how's ain't your work? brother. Okay. How's that working out? Okay. <clears throat> now here's going to be the next thing. Or oh, the damn railroad workers, they hung together and they got that. You know, if we could do that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, uh, oh, here's a good, uh, let me bring this up here from, uh, oops, oh, leap fire. My first oil sample at 25,000 miles on the oil with the OPS was the longest I've ever gone without changing it, and it was the best sample report I've ever gotten. The OPS works. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does, you know? And, I mean, y'all think about that. We bought, when Zeke bought this truck, we had no history on it whatsoever. We didn't know had the motor been rebuilt. We had no idea, right? We just put it on the road and we'll, we'll see what happens. And it literally doesn't use oil. You know, the last sample came back and the base was low. So we're going to have to drain two gallons out of it and put two gallons of makeup oil in it 
because it's not using enough oil and it's got 1.3 million miles on it. You know, that's just, that's just, uh, <clears throat> uh, and Joe racer wants everybody to know avoiding the thumbs up button is akin to parking in the fuel lane to take a shower. So don't y'all come in here without leaving a like, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> And guys, I apologize. And I don't think I told anybody, but since we saw each other last week, I've come down with COVID. So uh, it's been a rough week for me. I apologize. My voice is not normal and I'm having to drink and eat cough drops and all this kind of stuff. But I did not want to leave Chris out here tonight on his own. I felt like he needed uh, he needed a big gun. So I wasn't going to let him down. So thanks for putting uh, up with me. Here's a comment. How do I go about getting in contact with you guys I'm, as I'm looking to buy my first truck? Well, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to go to this website, blueribbonlogistics.com slash truck. Okay. A lot of the questions are going to be answered on that page and it is very exhaustive. I've gone through everything that you need to think about and consider when you're looking at buying a truck. I've got specs and years and engines and transmissions and all the stuff that you need to do. So the first thing you need to do is research it very well so that when you go to look at a truck, uh, you're more looking at a reason not to buy the truck than you are a reason to buy the truck, especially if you're looking for a lunatic truck. Um, and so that I put that website up there or that webpage to help answer a lot of these questions because you need to know about gear ratios and transmissions and final drives. And, you know, you need to think about what am I going to be hauling with this truck? And I'm, you know, all these different things you have to consider. So that's the first place you want to start, um, is, uh, <clears throat> uh, when you're wanting to you buy your first truck and then you want to pay cash, no loans, no leases, if you can't buy it, you can't afford it, all right? So you need to pay cash, as Zeke has evidenced, and I think you can still do it, um, and get into your first truck for $40,000 um, or less. Um, how's Let me, Carl doing? Sending best wishes for a speedy recovery. Carl is doing better. He's working. Um, he's got a, he's got guys that work with him, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he, you know. He's a machine, um, but he is, he is doing better. And, uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, he's spending a lot of time with the doctors. So, so Chris, far, let, so good. Chris, let me comment on this, how to reach us thing. Okay. Um, we have gotten to where, um, to be perfectly frank with you, we've gotten to the point where we, we do not have the time to be able to address every email, certainly take any those all, phone calls. I mean, listen, we've got, we've got over 2 million views in TikTok in the last week. Okay. Um, we, 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 we just can't do it. So here's, here's what you need to do. Here's what you understand. Together. We have now, uh, right at a hundred 91 podcasts that are an hour and a half, at least in length that explain everything that we do in great detail. And that's free. Okay. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is go listen to it. You know, a lot of them are, be, are by theme, by subject. So you could find what you're looking for. Um, unfortunately, if you insist on having a, a, a personal contact with us, uh, we're going to probably have to start with, a, with some type of an appointment basis and, 
and even a, even a, a paid consultation. We we just don't have the time to take away from what we both do every day mm-hmm. and, and do this. It's not that we don't want to help you. It's just that a lot of this you can find on your own. Uh, we don't really have to lead you to it. And, it, and then if you want, if you want to, if you want our help and, and you, and you, you've already done the, the research and you, and you, you, know, you realize that our help is worth, you know, a certain amount of dollars, then we'll be happy to set that up for you where you can, you know, either, buy it by the half hour or buy it by the week or buy it by the year or however, whatever you need. But, um, you know, and, and I, again, I don't want to make this sound like money, but we only have 24 hours in a day, you know? And, um, and we are, we spent, we have spent a lot of time making this content and, um, the, the information is out there, you know, and if it's not out there, we put it out every week. So come on here and ask the question. This is free. Right. Uh, Getting get me on the phone or getting me on email is, is not. So Bill Taylor, I've gone over 500,000 miles without an oil change using the OPS system, put it on at 70,000 miles. Now the truck has 3,040,000 miles and counting. Thanks to Kevin. I've saved a lot of money over the year, last 15 years on the same truck. Um, listen, OPS is, I mean, 1.8 million miles on Metro with no overhaul, you know, um, <clears throat> just see, where was the one? Oh, Jeff, uh, you guys talking about converted wide singles. What size tires are you running? And are you running zero or two inch? Uh, we mainly want the, <clears throat> excuse me. We want the zeros. You can run two inch if you have the thicker axle, which is, um, is that so 11, 11 millimeters versus 11. nine. Five. And if, if you, you don't, know, the- if you don't know if you have it or not, if you look right down at the top of your rear differential, and you wipe off the dirt that I'm sure is on there, it'll be stamped in that housing. If it's nine point five, you need to run the zeros because otherwise you're going to flex that axle and you're going to wear the inside edge of those tires. If it's eleven, you're good to go either one. And we've got both. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the tire goes, we use the four forty five fifty twenty two five is the one we use. We have one 455 because we needed the um, we needed the adjustment to the uh, final drive ratio. Um, so, but uh, we needed that extra that extra inch on the tire. But for the most part, we're running 445s. So, oh wow, Chris Dolan, a Metal Land Star driver this week, struggling to pay his shop bill. Tried to steer him towards your podcast. The shop bill was only six hundred dollars. By the way. Uh, y'all i've been that broke okay i mean that that could have been me about five six years ago um listen he used to run from carl you know the guy that we talked about the guy that we use for everything when he was an inspector at ta and chris (laughs) lived in the neighborhood if carl was on duty he wouldn't let him uh, inspect his truck because he didn't want to have to fix what he found wrong. So he'd run. Let me tell you about one of the worst days of my life. I had an exhaust leak. And it was a, it was a, a was a exhaust manifold gasket. That's all it was. So I, I took it to the Detroit shop. So they, they get done. And I needed a 120-day inspection. And the, the inspection went bad while I was waiting the friggin' week, you know, at Detroit. So I go pick the truck up and I go straight to TA 
and I have to have an inspection today because it's, it's past due. Y'all, I swear to God, I pull into the shop, shut the truck off and car goes, man, you got an exhaust leak. I'm like, we ain't even opened the hood yet. How in the hell can you possibly know that I have an exhaust leak and we haven't even opened the hood? Well, he opens the hood. And, and now I'm freaking out because Landstar's rule, if, if, if they fail, um, you, you're done, you know, unless you tow it out. And fortunately, since it was something that TA couldn't do, um, they let Detroit come on the land. I called the Detroit shop and I'm freaking out because I'm like, dude, I just failed my Landstar inspection and I can't move. And they sent the guy down and he, you know, fixed a bolt or something. Um, but Oh, it was, it was awful. It was terrible. And, um, but then when I got with Larry, I'm like, well, Hey, I mean, I mean, this guy's super thorough and Larry's, Larry's like, well, that's what we want. And, you know, their relationship was born, you know, with the guy that could damn near, you know, could just, fix goes, anything. just goes to show you, he's a lot more loose with my money than he was his. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> Um, uh, da, 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 da. Chad one, I'm at Landstar. Wish I'd found y'all when I started me too. Mm-hmm. Wish I wish this would have existed when I started. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, um, perfect. Yet is Rocky. Okay. Haven't heard from him. While Well, I talked to him for about two hours on my way home the other night. So he's still kicking. He must be, uh, he's got a, a grandbaby. Maybe he's busy with that tonight. He's got a truck for sale. I can tell you that. He does have a truck for sale. Um, you want you want a sweet classic that's just been overhauled and everything on the damn thing's new. Um call Chris. It's sitting in it's sitting in West Virginia. So it's actually sitting in my front yard right now. Well, there you go. Um it's uh it's ready to go. Sixty five thousand, you can have it. Um <clears throat> you know, look. <clears throat> Like Larry said, if you don't like how we do business, guess what? You don't have to do it that way. Um, now I'm, I, I look, I do get a kick out of, uh, the, we've got a, uh, a BCO fan club, um, that just hate and hate and hate and hate. And one guy hated a bunch of stuff on our TikTok and then deleted it or blocked us. Um, well, his, he was mad because we were telling people not to buy a trailer. Well, of course, he has a trailer, so he's butthurt because, you know, we're telling somebody not to do something that he did, so therefore we're attacking him. I'm like, buddy, I don't give a shit what you do. Maybe in your operation that was the right thing to do. But what we're telling people that um, are buying their first truck, buying a trailer is not a good decision. First, now later, it might be a good idea for you and your business, maybe, but we don't have trailers because we did the math and the math says, the BSC 9000 says, it's not worth it for us to buy trailers. So we're not going to buy trailers. If you don't like that, tough. But, but there again, he, he forgot the, the cardinal covenant and that is, we're not telling people not to buy trailers. We're telling people who are going to buy their first truck and going to business for the first time 
that they don't need to worry about a trailer. Okay. And so, of course, that was interpreted as, well, you guys think the only way to do business is the way you do it. And, and what, what, what do I do? What do you do? Okay. If you want to pick out one or two little things here and talk about it and not listen to the rest of it, uh, I, there's names for people like that. Ignorant, <laughs> uneducated. Chris said, by the way, I told the guy they're going to rub you wrong and tick you off. But if you get past that, their advice will help you. <laughs> yeah, Could we kind of we do kind of have a specialty of doing that. Terry Bailey says, Carl used to work on my truck at the TA, and they had a saying at the TA, if Carl can't fix it and it can be fixed. That's 100% accurate. Absolutely. If Carl can't find it, throw it away. Now, yeah. I have never found anything that he couldn't find. Now, there was all kinds of stuff that nobody else could find that he could find. Um, and, uh, and, and, of course, do it a whole lot quicker. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> Lee says, I'm convinced that some people think they will, they will experience physical pain by saying something nice on the internet. <laughs> that's for damn sure. That's the truth. Um, well, anyway, uh, you know, we do this because, we're we stupid. Help people. <laughs> we do this because we want to help people, right? I do this because now you know why. When I'm feeling good, I'm normally drinking. When we do this, okay? Now you understand yeah. why, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I I do this because I'm I don't want anybody to go through what I did, and what I went through was 100 percent avoidable. You know, um. You know, and we've rehashed that a thousand times, but it didn't have to happen. You, you did a lot of things right. You just didn't do enough of them right. Correct. But you were on the right track. You bought the right truck. You had the right idea. You certainly had the right work ethic. You just thought you could outwork ignorance, you know, and that doesn't usually work. So, hey, Mark the mailman, is this a typo? 2013 Columbia with a Cummins ISX? 2013 Columbia. I didn't know they still made Columbias in 2013. That's got to be a Cascadia. Okay. That's got to be. Well, it could be a could be a uh, glider. Uh, glider, yeah, it's probably a glider. Huh. I'll be damned. Well, has to be glider. Has to be glider. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not a. But, but, yeah. but either way, this is right. Okay. That well, I don't know about the Cummins. I'm a, if it was a Detroit, that's dead on. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm not a Cummins guy, so I don't really know. But I'm assuming that that's right. If you're getting that kind of fuel mileage, I wouldn't worry about it. So. Yeah. What did he say? He was getting up in the eights or nines. Oh, he said nine point two. Wow. That is good for a Cummins. Yeah. His best MPG nine point two. Yeah. Um. That's that's right. This is the right number right here. If, if this is a oh, Detroit, yeah. this is exactly yeah. what we're going for. Well My, and. 1320. So. Uh, yeah, Lee said straight pipe exhaust had to be a glider because it couldn't yeah. be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Columbia glider. Okay. Okay. Well, good job. Excellent <laughs> job. <clears throat> Listen, we don't we don't really have anything bad to say about about Cummins. We just don't have a, a network. You know, uh, our our experience, our network, most of our, you know. Um, 
is is revolves around the Detroit, and and it is a it is cheaper to work on. You have to admit that, and and it's easier to get it worked on. But by all means, if you've got if you've got the uh, the, the the network to support it, I you know I'm, I'm certainly not going to criticize it. <clears throat> wife wife alert Zeke's wife's in the house, um, so we need to not talk bad about her. Um, would you guys consider creating an online course for BCOs? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Although, Vanessa, hey, Vanessa, listen, Vanessa, we they talking. don't make, they haven't made enough bourbon for me to be able to live through that. Okay. We talk, we were talking about, we're, we're working, we're going to make some changes to our program. And we were having this team meeting and, and we we're talking, I don't remember the word that you used. We were talking about having somebody that was like a, like a counselor or something, um, or, or, or somebody, I don't, I don't remember the word you used. I volunteered Vanessa for that. So, um, we'll let you know about that later, but I've already volunteered Vanessa for that, that position. Uh, I thought you liked her. <laughs> I do like her. That's why she's I'm so, you, so good at that stuff. You, you, I wouldn't be doing that to her then. <clears throat> Uh, sweetheart, there's no way on earth that I would do that. Okay. Listen, we've had a handful of them in our program. Mm. Haven't had one survive yet. No, what's worse well, than that? What's worse me. than that? We don't usually have one survive more than two weeks. Okay. But listen, BCOs typically are very hard to coach because they know everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't like taking instruction from other truck drivers. Um, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't work out very well. It, it, would, it would be very frustrating. And I would and answer your question. There's no fucking way I'm doing so. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Luke, in previous podcasts, you guys said you buy fuel when it's on sale, not when you need it. So my question is, how many times a week does the truck stop for fuel? as many as necessary you know i mean most trucks uh i mean we've got trucks that have 200 gallon tanks and we've got trucks that have twin 150s you know so a, a truck that holds 300 gallons probably going to go 1800 to 2000 miles without fueling i mean so you could fuel every day you know um the point is not getting focused on well, what's the rule, what's the blanket rule. The 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 rule is, if you're Landstar, you pick up the phone, you open Landstar one, you look at your route. Where's the cheapest fuel? I'm gonna stop there. That's it. I mean, it's it's by the cheapest fuel, so it doesn't really matter. You know, well, how many times I'm gonna stop? You're gonna stop to pee somewhere. You're gonna stop to get something to eat somewhere. You know. Um, so, uh, you know, am I allowed to share my screen? Yes. Can you tell me how? Yeah. Down at the bottom where it says present. Yeah. This is to Vanessa. Uh-oh. A wise man said, once said, bees don't waste in their times explaining to flies that honey is better than shit. Read that again. Right. So there you go, Vanessa. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, it's it, Luke, it's like people say, well, how fast should I drive? As slow as you can, you know? Um, but you miss your delivery appointment, <laughs> which I had a guy do that one time. I mean, he, he blew a delivery appointment by like two hours. And he was like, but you told me to drive 55. No, I didn't. I, I told you to drive as slow as you can so that you can make your deliveries. But if you blow your <laughs> delivery appointment and say, well, man, look at the great fuel mileage I got. Uh, can I, can I, let me, let me answer that question in, in my way. Okay. Let's go okay. back to the, the question about how often do you stop? So here, here's, here's what we're trying to get guys to do. Okay. Remember you're talking to somebody that probably never cared before what fuel cost. Okay. As mm -hmm. a company driver, you were told where to fuel. You weren't told why. And you did, you just did what you were told here. We're trying to get people to think critically. Okay. So the, the, the process is making you aware of what fuel costs that you're driving by. All right. It doesn't mean you have to stop every time you, you find one, but if you're aware that today I'm going by such and such and the fuel is pretty damn cheap. Okay. Uh, yesterday I, I didn't pass anything that was that cheap, you know? Uh, so maybe I ought to do my 30 minute break there and top off. You know, it, it, again, there's no hard and fast rules. Drivers like blanket rules. Okay. We do not offer blanket rules here. We want you to think about it. The, ob the, ob the object of the lesson here is to is spend less for your fuel as, than you possibly, as much as you, as, as less as you possibly can. I'm sorry. The COVID is killing me. Okay. So it, it, the, the, it the, there's not a, a certain way to get you to do that. It's just raising the awareness that fuel prices do vary. They fluctuate wildly. And if you're looking at it every day, you become aware of the fact that, wait a minute, that looks like a pretty good price right there. You know, I might not pass that again for a couple of days. So why don't I stock up? And that way tomorrow, if I don't pass anything that's that good, I'm good. So it, again, that, that's, that's all we're trying to do is get you to do that mental exercise as part of your daily trip planning. How's that for an answer? I like it. It's all about making decisions that are beneficial to your business, you know, um, and, and that's what everything is. You know, it's Larry always tells this story about going into a shop and they give him the, the bill and he reads it over and they've charged him this big amount of money for wire. And he figures out that they didn't charge him for a length of wire. They charged him for the whole roll, you know, because they just put some code in, right? And it's like with TA, you have to watch. TA has a lot of standard services, like a wheel seal, okay? You, if they're going to do a wheel seal, they're going to charge you a standard labor rate for that. And it doesn't matter if it takes them an hour or 10 hours, you're getting charged the standard service. Well, if the person, the TSA doesn't know what the codes are and doesn't care, which is most of the time it's that they don't care. It's not that they don't know. They just couldn't care less. <clears throat> the number of times that I have reduced a bill at a TA by half, half, you know, one guy went in for a service one time and, you know, I, I got the bill down from almost 600 down to like 150 and it was all standard service stuff. And, but they just go in and start clicking buttons. Well, and it took me a while when I came here, 
you know, I read every single line of every repair order and I check it and check it and check it. Well, what about this? What about that? What about that? Oh, oh yeah, that was a mistake. Let me take that off, you know? But that, that those are new habits, which is a big part of why the program exists, so that you have time to learn those habits in an environment where you're not the one that's going to go broke if you make a wrong decision. We're walking alongside of you and we're helping you make those decisions and we're helping you learn those habits. And then by the time you get done, you have the habits. Somebody hands you an invoice, you're going to read every word of it. You're not even going to think twice about it. I'm going to read every word. I'm going to understand how it works. I promise you that I probably understand TA and Petro Shop invoices better than the TA Petro Shop people do, you know, with limited exceptions. Um, because I've read so many of them. You know, but I know how their codes work and I know what they're, they're, they're how their stuff, how they lay it out. And then you start looking at loves and all these different places. I had a guy one time came to do, I had a, um, I had a guy, um, I had a wheel, uh, shit, a brake chamber. God almighty. It shouldn't have been that hard to think of. I had a brake chamber go back on my truck and I was up at the sh shipper and I called this guy, mobile service. He comes over, he puts it on. And I looked, and I still got a picture of it somewhere, but I don't know where this guy got his calculator. But, like, all the numbers were there, and none of them added up. And I'm like, hey, buddy, um, none of this adds up. Oh, yeah, it does. I used my calculator. And I'm like, well, your calculator's broke, Hoss. You know? And I, and I went through it, and it was like a $60 difference, you know? But that's just habit. You have to have those habits, and that's what we do here. Joe, Joe Racer is on a mission. 45 people watching, plenty of folks typing, yet only seven thumbs up. Come on, y'all. Get your, get your action. I don't, I don't think they can do thumbs up on YouTube, can they? Didn't that, isn't that the Facebook, Facebook people up there, Chris? Well, that's both. There's five on Facebook and 42 on YouTube. But do the thumbs up show on YouTube? I thought you told uh, me before that that's only the Facebook guys. Well, here, what we can see. Okay. But on YouTube, you can actually see the thumbs up. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I wanted to show you this. Purple Yeti says your, your uh, online course, uh, first course will be how to extract the axis running through your forehead. Second course, reversing your cranial rectal inversion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I think we've about covered it all. Um, I don't see anything else that we can cover. Um, we will be back next Sunday, uh, which will be the 11th and um, 9 p.m. We're Yeah, we are tweaking our program a little bit, okay? Yeah. So we'll be coming out with some new uh, information on that, but... Uh, we are going to have uh, a couple openings after the first of the year. So if you're interested in, in what we do here, you want to come and learn how to do this right. Uh, maybe you've had a bad experience and you want to try to do it the right way, or hopefully we catch you before you do that. Um, if you're pondering buying a truck, please, 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 please think very hard about that. Um, because, um, you know, right now may or may not be the best time. And, uh, are you ready to go into business? You know, 
um, the, the buying a truck, the, the other half of that is you are now starting a business. And uh, there's a lot of commitment that goes with starting a business. So understand that nine out of 10 people who do that for the first time fail. Okay. Um, that's not to scare you. That's to make you understand that what you're doing is very risky. And, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can prepare yourself so that when you buy the truck, it's a good experience, not a nightmare. And all it, all it requires is you to work on some skill sets that you may or may not have currently. And um, those skill sets have nothing to do with shifting and uh, backing up. Um, and um, we are here to, to do that. So you can do it as part of the program. If you already own a truck and you're at Landstar, and you uh, are maybe wishing you had called us first, we have a program for that. And uh, that's our mentoring and, and coaching program. So reach out to us if you're interested either way. Uh, we do want, we're trying to put together a class for uh, about the middle of January, which means that you got to kind of get started uh, in the next week or two uh, for that to happen because it takes about a month to get you qualified through Landstar, so especially with the holidays coming up. So... Um, I guess that's our shameless plug, Chris, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, somebody's asking about when's their next time at the Wingate. We don't know yet. Our next orientation will probably be sometime in January. Um, somebody's, somebody said something about all oh, purple Yeti. When will the next Saturday episode be? Those are my favorite. Um, well, I don't know. Probably going to be, um, we we may not have any more Saturday episodes because with our new revamped program, we're going to do the the podcast on Friday night at during orientations instead of Saturday. So we there may not be Saturday. I think night. they're mainly looking for the bar influence, the influence that the oh, bar has. On well, the you can well, you'll get that on Friday nights, okay? <laughs> so, um, and when I get over this COVID, we can have the bar influence right here. Okay. So <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a better bar than they do. Okay. So, uh. yep. All right. Well, until next time, uh, we'll see y'all, uh, next week, next Sunday, 2100 and, uh, everybody be good, safe, and we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good week. <laughs>